Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. Well, 1 John 17, 17, the Bible says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The Bible says He will guide you into all truth. That's why He is called the Spirit of Truth. That's John 16. You know, the Bible says in Job 26, He hangeth the earth upon nothing. That's God, the Creator. we got some kids that can't hang their clothes up where it's supposed to go. <laughs> they get into college, they still can't hang. God, He hung the earth upon nothing that's who he is the bible says in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth the bible says in second timothy 3 all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness wow we're looking at second timothy chapter 2 we're in verse number 16 But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. There's some things you got to shun. 1 Corinthians 2, the Bible says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That means Charlie Darwin. That means Dawkins. That means Bill Nye, the falsely so-called science guy. That means the secular college professor. Yes, here in the good old state of Tennessee, anybody that wants to deny God's Word is truth, God created in the beginning, He's the one that hangeth the earth upon nothing, in the beginning God, shut them. Get them all away. Don't listen to them. It's just babble, 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 babble. Nothing worth listening to. Which, I like them verse by verse. But, this is why God, you see what he said in verse 15, we preached on this last week, study to show thyself, that's personal, approved unto God. Why? Because you've got to be able to shun the profane and vain babblings or you're going to increase unto more ungodliness. That is why you've got to be your own workman. Getting God's approval, not man's approval. Look what he says. Verse 16, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Get Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 4. Titus 1.14 We see it here as a cross-reference. The Bible says in Titus 1 verse 14, Not giving heed 
to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. You know what man's going to try to get you to do? Follow his commands. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to turn you from the truth. You have to be spiritually discerned enough so you don't increase into more ungodliness, so you don't end up turning from the truth. All right, let's go to your first Timothy passage. We see it in chapter 4. First Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 7, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. There's some things that you have to refuse, profane things. There's some things that will increase you unto more ungodliness. God says shun those things. Satan's most subtle deception and attack is through disputes with words. People fight, they argue. The church, it hasn't suffered more from the troublemakers. It hasn't suffered more from the few rebel kids that sit in the back row with their arm crossed and don't want to listen and shrug their head. It's not because the church, a Baptist, another Baptist church split because they fall over the carpet. That is not the church's problem. It's through wrongly dividing the word of truth. And the next thing you know, we end up where we are today. Nickelodeon church over here. The river and the journey and the just fill it all down. Take church out. We're just going to have a big old social time. Well, what about rightly dividing the word of truth? What are you about studying to show thyself approved? Ah, don't talk about that Bible stuff. What do you got to tell all this Bible? Well, I thought God's supposed to get the glory. There's some things we've got to shun. People confuse Israel with the church. It causes a lot of damage. People confuse true biblical salvation. And we end up getting false converts. Oh, I know what we'll do. I know. Kids want to please adults. So we'll ask them a series of questions. And when they answer yes, then we'll say, oh, pull my finger and you're saved. And you just created a false convert. That is damaging to a children's soul and their psyche. I want everybody to be saved. But I don't want to talk you into something because you're a child, oh, God forbid. That is damaging. We have to be on the defense to shun profane things. And you know what happens when we get mixed up in all this stuff? And all these churches get mixed up in all this stuff? It takes our eyes off of the Lord and it puts it on the person we're going to argue with. And it takes our eyes off of God's Word. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Alright, shun shows up one time in the Bible. The word shunned shows up another time in Acts 20. It says, For I have not shunned to declare unto you 
all the counsel of God. I've been there. You've been there. I can probably safely say we've all been there. You know that certain churches will stay away from certain things because they don't want to preach all the counsel of God. Well, what do you mean? Uh, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. <laughs> There's so many things. They're not talking about it. God helping me, God helping us, we're going to preach and teach all the counsel of God. My, I don't want to offend people, but if God's book offends people, that's where the offense should be. We want to have a right attitude. We want to be patient. But the Bible, shun means to avoid, to stay clear of, don't associate with. And I just want to talk a little bit about when God gives a command to shun profane and vain babblings, people throughout history have used God's truth in a damaging way. And I just want to give you an example. Religious organizations, the top three that use shunning are the Jehovah Witnesses, the Church of Scientology, and then the Amish. Which means if you don't believe exactly how I believe, you're shunned. And they break all types of communication with them. We have to be careful because it is a way that some of these false churches use to control members and keep them under bondage. We're all free in Christ. And look, my wife doesn't agree with everything, every idea I have. I can't imagine why. <laughs> and I don't agree with every idea she has. Well, welcome to life. <laughs> and you know what? A church isn't going to agree on every single... There's major basic things that we all want to agree on. I'm just telling you. I, there, I'm thinking of a guy right now. Every time he'd come to church, he'd have an NIV right in his hand. And he'd have an NIV right in his lap. And when we'd sit behind him three words back and the preacher be preaching on something, if this isn't in your Bible, and he's searching around trying to find it, and he's flipping Years would go by. For the life of that man, you can't figure out that you don't have the right Bible. He couldn't. But you know what? He came. He didn't cause trouble. He didn't cause strife. He didn't fight with the preacher. He just... <laughs> that was just him. <laughs> And we go out street preaching and we go out public ministry and you know we want to stay on the gospel. People need to know about the death, burial, and resurrection. And he's off on the government and all that. I mean, look, he didn't agree with every single thing, but he didn't cause trouble. He was a good brother. So sometimes shunning happens in, with family members, it happens in the workplace. Now you watch and get saved and you start wanting to live for the Lord, they'll shun you. <laughs> you don't have to do any shunning. Can I tell you more about the Bible? You know I gotta go. <laughs> Isn't the ball game on? 
It'll happen. It'll happen. But this is a, it, it can be used wrongly as a controlling mechanism because all people need social interaction. All people need social support. Well, what do I do, preacher? I mean, my, 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 my family does this and that. And that. Well, here's some ideas. Look, Aunt Susie, we love you. We want to fellowship with you. We want to have lunch with you. We don't want to be around liquor. Do you want a fellowship with us or do you want the liquor? If the liquor goes, we'll come over. If the liquor stays, we ain't coming. Don't completely isolate Aunt Susie. Write her a letter. Love you. Call her on the phone. How's it going? Find ways to reach out, but avoid and shun the profane and the wicked. Liquor's there, I'm not there. There's ways to do it that are biblical. There's other ways to do it which will cause more damage than has already been done. But profane means irreverent. You, you boys playing at the park, girls playing at the park, you hear a boy, you hear a girl, take the Lord's name in vain, shun that. Shun that. I'm not going to play with you. You're going to take my Savior's name in vain. He's the Creator. He created you. I'm not listening to that. Don't be afraid to stand on your own two feet and shun something. Profane is not pure. Somebody wants to try to get you to look at a dirty picture on a phone or an iPad. or a... You shun that. You shun that. You can't be isolated from society. But we have a rule. I take the kids somewhere and, and I, do, I do something for work and kids are around other kids and we just have a rule. Your eyeballs don't go on a cell phone. Your eyeballs don't go on, an, uh, on any type of electronic device at all unless mom and dad are there with you. Well, that's mean and that's... No, it's called... I don't trust any of the kids. It's a growing epidemic and problem. Young kids, as young as four, five, six years old, looking at dirty pictures. Looking at something wicked. They go to the park, they know. You're not going under the cubby thing and you're not congregate. You're playing, you're running, you're throwing balls, you're skipping, you're jumping. You're doing what things kids should do. Having fun and enjoying life. Not getting your minds melted and just mushed over junk. Shun all of that. It's vain. It's empty and it's meaningless. You know what babbling is? Foolish talk. Idle talk. Murmuring sounds. I love Tennessee because they got creeks. And babbling brooks. You and I aren't a creek. <laughs> we need to we need to just not babble. Not babble. Well, unless you're a preacher. You're gonna grow up and be a preacher, then you Alright, you know why God says not to do to shun profane and, and vain babblings? Because it's gonna increase into more ungodliness. Alright, second Timothy chapter two. Let's get back there. Verse 
Number 17. I'll, I'll, I'll read into it. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom Hymenaeus and Philetus. Stop right there. Your word has influence. Hymenaeus and Philetus, their words have influence. Boys and girls, what you say has influence. I could never stand up to the boy that's using the Lord's name in vain at the park. Listen to me. Your words have influence. Stand up and say something. The worst he's going to do is make fun of you. The worst he's going to do is shove you on the shoulder. Just suck it up and just eat it. Because you know you stood up for truth. Somebody wants to get you to look at something that ain't right, that ain't pure. Don't be afraid to say something. Your word will have influence on that person. And that young boy or that young girl, man, if you say something, that is filthy. I don't want to look at that. That is going to influence them. And you can do it. You can stand up for truth. Words have influence and they can corrupt and they can destroy. And their word will eat as doth a canker. Isn't that a, isn't that a cool word? Canker. It's to decay or to waste away or to grow corrupt. If you get cancer, if it's not treated, what happens? It spreads. If you get one tooth that has a cavity, if it's not drilled and taken out, it's going to spread to the other tooth and the other tooth. It's cankerous. It grows. It has to be taken care of. One unhealthy part will affect another unhealthy part. One discipline will affect the next discipline. You boys like to work in the dirt? Girls? I know you like to play in the dirt. Huh? When you're working the dirt, does the dirt get handy? Or do your hands get dirty? Your hands get dirty. The unclean affects the clean. More than the clean affects the unclean. But you can have influence. You can stand up and say something. It's just one. Ten kids doing wrong. Let them do wrong, but don't let you do wrong. You stand up for truth and you say something. That ten has influence and they will infect you like a canker. So you think about that. Four, five, six, seven, eight kids doing something wrong. You remember, I don't want to be a canker and be taken over by their evil influence, their unhealthy influence. Hymenaeus, you're looking for uh, Bible names? No one picks that. Yeah, come meet my boy Hymenaeus and Philetus. He's mentioned once. Or twice. And it's just enough for God to let you know. Stay away from that bozo. Philetus, he's mentioned once. And that's his claim to fame. The words that he says will eat as doth a canker. 
You imagine being that guy. That's written in God's book forever. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'll tell you. When I was growing up as a little boy, it was easier than it is now. And I'm not going to tell you what the things are, but I remember in my mind, a group of kids were doing something. The only reason I did it was because I was too afraid to stand out and be different. You know what we call that, boys and girls? Peer pressure. Well, all the other girls wear yoga pants and skinny jeans and wear their clothes where they're walking around naked. Why can't I? You know what that is? You're afraid to stand out and be different because of what people will say. Don't worry about it. Stay with God's truth. Stay with God's truth. But I know that it is hard because you're going to stand out and you're going to be different. And nobody wants to feel like they're the oddball. But you're not an oddball if you're standing for God's truth. You're not an oddball for wanting to live a holy life. You're not an oddball because you're shaming profane things. You're right where God wants you to be. So stay there. 2 Timothy 2. Verse 18, the Bible says, uh, Of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred. People fall into error a lot. The older I get and the more I hear people say things, and of course Google's out there now, doesn't everything seem to sound good? <laughs> I mean, we're building a house, and I guess if you build houses all the time, you know that, well, that's an error. That's not right. But the more I talk to people, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds good. That's why we have to be so careful, because things sound good. People sell this. Well, ladies know this. Because you buy it. Hopefully you don't buy it, but all the goop that you put on your face that's supposed to make you look like you're, you know, 18 and 20 again. And, you know, guys, we... Whew, you spend all this money for this tool, you think it's going to do all that it says. You know, it's a 15 gadget tool. And, oh, I got to... It sounds good. You know, you can build your whole house with one item until we buy it and we find out it doesn't make us look younger. It, it discolors my face and the tool broke. And, but it sounded good. It sounded like it was truthful. And maybe there was a little bit of truth in it. But it causes error. Error. Uh, so they say, uh, saying that the resurrection is past already, some people teach that you just receive the resurrection of the soul. So you get saved, your soul's resurrected, and there's no bodily re resurrection. Christ rose from the dead, hallelujah. Even better, His resurrection secures our resurrection. He rose, we will rise. 
And guess what you and I, as believers, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what you're going to get? A glorified body someday, man. That's what you're going to get. We won't need to get sleep. We won't get sick. We won't have to go to the dentist. We won't have poison ivy. We won't get any of the stuff. The back won't hurt. The hip and the knee and ugh, none of that's going to be there. You're going to have a glorified body. But right now, what's happening to our bodies? They're decaying. Not to sound discouraging, but we're all dying physically. Even young children, you're getting older and older and older and older, even though you're so young. Get your whole life ahead of you. But your whole life ahead of you isn't nothing compared to eternity. This is why the bond of brethren and sistren together around the Savior in this life is so precious and it is so important because we can do so much for the Lord. We can you see a lot of these preachers, this is this supposed to be popular. I don't know why it is, but you know, you ever go to the website and you see the picture of the preacher? Oh, this looks good, you know, and you know, young guy, and you, you get there and he's like 80. <laughs> we took the picture like 40 years ago. Nobody ever updated the site. <laughs> you can't we can't keep our youth. Not gonna happen. Our bodies are decaying. We're gonna get a glorified body someday. You don't believe me, we just pull out our high school yearbooks and we scare ourselves. Genesis 3.19. Let's go back there. Genesis 3, chapter 19. The Bible says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. That's the diet this week, boys and girls. We're going to eat bread. No, I'm just kidding. Till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Our bodies are dying, they're decaying. One day, we're going to have a glorified body. And as we close, it is a sad apostate day with many. It's not one church is right and everybody else is wrong. There are pockets, small ones, across America and across the world, small pockets of true Bible-believing Christians. They're there. They're out there. But the fact remains... Our world and our nation is just soaked with false teachers. Soaked with infidel teachers that deny the inspiration of the Holy Scriptures. They deny the resurrection. They deny the need for repentance. They deny the need to warn the lost that they are one step from entering into a devil's hell. Breathe in. 
The only thing you're guaranteed right now is a breath out. That's it. You're not guaranteed of another breath. Breathe in. The only thing you're guaranteed is an exhale. You live your life with that, you will get an eternal perspective. There's no need to warn or preach against sin. Ah, come on. Why don't we just embrace it? We can get more sinners that way. I want to get sinners saved. I don't want to get them closer to the devil's hell. And that's how we should ought to live. Bring them in. Let's go engage with them. Let's talk with them. But let's not set the, the church up to be some circus act where sinners can feel comfortable. No. They should be weeping. They should be, they should be leaving because they're offended. They should be convicted. They should be all of these things. But they shouldn't be comfortable with sin. Boys and girls, listen. We're closing. We're getting done. But you got to listen. What mom and dad say now, you're four. But you start slipping a little bit. Bad influence from a friend over here. Bad influence from a friend over there. You've got to be careful how much that's going to get you reeled in. Because now it's going to draw you away. You're going to get caught up in error. It's going to be profane. It's going to be vain babblings. You're going to start erring from the truth. And it happens a little bit at a time. One sore tooth, if it's not fixed, goes to the next tooth, and the next, and the next. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Because you got no teeth. We don't want you to, to go that way. Just get somebody to stand up and to declare there's a point when a man wants to die, and then the judgment. We want people to fear God, to believe in Him. The people that are so comfortable, they always walk like this. They're just so close to hell, they don't care. Jonah preached judgment. Sin was all around him. People believed and they repented. What do we get? Itching ears. A fuzzy sermon. A pep talk. A good encouragement from the pastor. All those things are needed, but not at the expense of losing light of the most important thing. We've got to be able to stand up for truth so we don't fall into error and increase, which is what we don't want. We don't want to increase unto more ungodliness, but let our lives increase to live more for our Lord in godliness. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Help us to be able to shun those things which are profane and wicked. Help us to study your word so we can recognize it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.